Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss six questions in nine minutes because leaders know how to be concise. We'll go ahead and get started with our guest today. First question in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, well, my, my name is Michael Mandeville. I typically go by Michael J. That way people call me Michael and not Mike. That's a nice little tidbit for you. Um, and I have been in essentially IT service management for almost 15 years at this point. Um, that's kind of, uh, I usually like to tell people the list of what I do is a lot longer than uh, the list of uh, what I don't do. Uh, so I can, I mean, in addition to like my full-time work has always been IT service management, managing help desks or support desks or uh, an application center. Um, but I also have my own DJ business. I do photography, graphic design. I do uh, social media marketing I'm very familiar with, IT consulting. And uh, especially recently, my woodworking has picked up. So now I build a lot of stuff out of reclaimed uh, pallets. So I'm typically ripping apart a pallet and making something cool out of it. So, but <laughs> at least when it comes to leadership, I lead IT teams. That's, that's what I do is I lead technical people. <laughs> you are a renaissance man, to say the least. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Question number two, what's the best thing about working with the team? My favorite thing about working with the team and working with others has always been the collaboration aspect of it. There's, I'm a verbal processor, which can tend to drive some people nuts, but I, I, need, a, I need to bounce ideas off of people. I want to hear their feedback. I want to see what their face does. Um, anytime I make a big process change, I like finding the person who's done it that way the longest or who I know is I'm probably going to have the hardest time with. And I want to bounce it off them first because I want to hear every single problem they have with it to make sure that I know, okay, what do I have to attack? Um, after rolling out like Office 365 to groups of many people who were stuck in their old uh, email client or other ways, uh, I learned very quickly that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell them what the program can do. I'm going to ask them what they need to accomplish. Yeah. And that's how I will sell the product to them is I will show them how this product can accomplish it. Um, and that's, that's one of the greatest things with working with a team is you always have someone who you can go to or who can come to you. And there's always some collaboration. Um, if it's a difficult idea, you can throw ideas out there and see what everyone says. If you have a question, you can throw it out there, see what other people's questions are. Um, and when, when, as a leader of a team, when one of my people asks a question, I want them to ask it in front of everyone else. And often I share their question with other people because if one person has it, chances are a bunch of other people do as well. Very good points. I really like how you've shared all of those ideas because you're, I, I of course agree with them. Collaboration is such a critical <laughs> piece that often gets overlooked, but thank you for sharing those. Yeah. Question number three, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to get team members engaged. Tell me your thoughts. I, I think that, I mean, I, I definitely agree. It, it's always a challenge to get team members engaged, um, and especially in IT, where predominantly most of the people I work with are um, somewhere on the introvert scale from little introverted to extreme introverted. There's not, <laughs> there's not many people who are more extroverted like me. Uh, so, so engagement, though, I think the biggest key to engagement is we define it a certain way. And I like to, I'm all into reframing expectations, like reframe what engagement means. M maybe they're not a cheerleader. Maybe they're not, you know, swinging the banner of the company over the building, or maybe, you know, they're not giving kudos to every other employee, but are they engaged in what they're doing? Are they engaged with the work? Um, when you ask a question, 
are they answering it? Are they blowing you off? You know, there's, I think there's a lot of ways to get people engaged, but you have to come to that person in the way that they will be engaged um, and also engage them. That's what <laughs> it's, it's funny the amount of times I hear people complaining about someone not being engaged where it's like, well, have you asked them? <laughs> It's so simple, right? <laughs> right. Just, you know, just go out, ask them what their thoughts are. Maybe they actually have a really good opinion. They're just too afraid to share it. Because again, in my line of work, everyone's an introvert. No one is going to step out and say, hey, I have an idea, you know? <laughs> right. No, you're absolutely right. I really like those comments because getting to know what, uh, getting to know each person and what makes them tick, so to speak, yes. such yep. a critical piece. Absolutely. Love that. Question number four, what other piece of advice do you have for leaders of teams? I think the, the biggest piece of advice that, that I have, and especially for people who are dealing with technical people like I am, is get to know the person, not the product. Uh, I think that's good for salesmen. <laughs> I mean, that's a good sales tactic too. You know, you, yeah. you want to get to know the person and not the product, but um, really it's, you know, the product is, and especially in IT, if you're looking at service desk, help desk, call center, whatever, you're, the product is their numbers, their metrics, how many calls did they take, how many tickets did they enter, blah, 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 you know, first call resolution, all this stuff. Um, but getting to know the person is going to bring you to that next step a lot faster. I have stepped into leadership at, at a, two or three organizations at this point, and coming in as a leader is always challenging, especially in IT, because everyone sees it as a competition. And I am a non-competitive person. <laughs> so, but I come in at, as a leader and I've been told, hey, that person probably needs fired. You should fire him. And I'm like, absolutely not. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. I am not going to tell anyone to do anything until I've gained respect and until I have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. um, and that is very important. I think to know your people, to know, and maybe even it's just learning their families and where they are in life. But for me, a big part of it is learning, again, kind of what you said, how they tick. I, I love tapping into what their, um, what their strengths are, what their personality type is. Um, I'm a big fan of the Enneagram and that's what I go to a lot. So, you know, it's a scale of one to nine if you're not familiar with it. And it kind of tells you a lot about who you are. Um, like myself, for example, I'm an Enneagram two and I have a wing one, which means as a two, I'm very emotionally driven. Um, you know, I, I'm tied to people and I can tap into that. Um, and as a one, which is my wing, which is really closer, that's the OCD one, right? So, so I'm, that's where my process procedure mind, everything has to be done a certain way. Let's get it working well comes in. Uh, that's where the, you know, uh, the dishes left in the sink drive me insane when I walk into the house. Um, but the two is the relator. Like I'm, I want to build relationships with people and learning that the people I work with are on this scale and then how I interact with them. And if, if it's Myers-Briggs, great. If it's strengths, great. You know, it, it finds something. If it's a Harry Potter house, you know, if, <laughs> I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay. I know how Gryffindors act. I, you know, it's, it, you find something to figure out how your team interacts, how they will react to changes in process. You know, I've led a lot of people who I could say, Hey, we're going to do it like this. And they go, okay. And I've led people if I said, Hey, we're going to change this. And they go, no, I'm going to do it my way. That's going to slow me down. And knowing who those people are. Okay. I know I have to give them further explanation to this group of people, this, these people, I won't. Um, that just makes it so much easier. Mm -hmm. um, every time I talk to people 
um, especially in my current position, leading a call center, I talk to people and they're just like, oh, how's morale? Yeah, leading a team is, oh, it's just rough and they don't want to do their work. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. My team's great. They're great workers. They're awesome. They're solid. But a lot of that comes because I, I've gotten to know them. I've built that respect with them. Um, and that that goes further than anything <laughs> anything else you can really possibly do. Um, and, and for you know, for leaders in IT, it's, uh, I've, I've noticed many, many times, many leaders in IT get stuck on this notion of responsibility equals authority. And so they have, they want a big team of people because that means that they're doing good. That's, and that, that's their status symbol, but that's not necessarily true. Um, if, if I can tell you what you're not doing well, because the people you manage are telling me what you don't do well and what you're not good at, then you know maybe that's something that you don't do well. Own what you don't do well, so you can recognize what you do well. Focus on what you do well, and learn that about your people as well. Um, you know, I I don't want to be told to program anything. I don't want to be told to <laughs> sit down and write something in C sharp. That's going to suck the life out of me. I know that will. But if you tell me to walk in front of those people and communicate, go go tell them a cool new feature of our software. Okay. I don't have to know the developers who did it. All I have to know is a few guidelines and I will walk out there and I will sell and I will have fun and I will interact and I will engage. And as soon as someone asks me a question, I don't know, I'll say, that's a great question. I will find out that answer and we'll get back to you on that. Let me keep talking about the cool things. Um, and that's something that I do well. So I'll happily take all this coding responsibility and hand it to someone who I know is good with it. Um, it but I also want you know other leaders to give me that same grace. Like, hey, I notice you're not great at coaching people off of the some of the insight we're given. Would you like me to take that off your plate? Um, here, can you take this from me? I'm not good at this. You're awesome at it. You're not good at that. Let me take that from you. Let's work together. We're a team. We all have the same goal. <laughs> we all have the same product as it will, right? Um, but for me, and my product has always been my people. You know, my customers are my agents. My customers are my, you know, the techs. Uh, we might have customers outside of that, but my customer is my agent. And so I have to, in customer service, I can't only think about their customer. I have to think about my customer because mm -hmm. if my customer is doing well, their customer is doing well. Great comments. Thank you for sharing those. And very powerful. I, I could go on with so many buzzwords. You have no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, All the stuff that I've taught over the years, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit with a 10 minute uh, segment, I, I sometimes think it's too short because we can yeah. really go into a lot more depth with a lot of those concepts that you talked about, but uh, great comments, great comments. Well, what other successful leaders of teams would you like to recognize that have had a positive influence in your life? Yeah. So I... I always have two that come to mind. And my first, my first is my father. He's, you know, very, uh, he, oh, an independent insurance agent um, in Montana. That's where I grew up. And um, just an awesome ethical leader uh, where when I started my own business at the age of 13, I had no hesitation <laughs> that it, I was like, yeah, they, yeah, I know how to run a business. And I was, I was watching, you know, these other DJs try to do things. And I'm like, they have no idea how to run a business or interact with people. I can do that in my sleep. That, that was how I got started. Um, and the funny thing is, is here I am, you know, uh, so many years later, like, yeah, 20 years later at this point, 
and I'm still thinking the exact same thing when I see other DJs are just like, man, how, how do you run a business and not know how to connect with people? How do you, how do you not know how to do this? Um, so that would, I think my dad really put a lot of that into me, whether, um, whether he would acknowledge that or not, I learned a ton from my dad. Um, and the, the other one I think is, uh, he was kind of like my, um, I guess you could say my first real boss. Like I, I, went to college and I got a job at the IT department while I was in college and he was he was my boss and he found out really quickly that he, he could keep me engaged for about three months like even even as a you know 20 year old kid I was coming to him three months I'm like hey I'm bored do you have more responsibility for me three months later hey I'm bored do you have more responsibility for me and um, and his name his name's Bill Vriesma right now he's a service desk manager for the um, the Michigan Supreme Court and he just he, he never really shied away from that. He would find something and give it to me. And eventually I was a student who was managing other students, some of whom were older than me. I was, I was training people who were coming in. And then when I, when I graduated, the college had to let me go because I wasn't a student anymore. And he needed someone else to fill a full-time position and kept poking and poking at, at his superior. And they said, we can't afford to bring someone in and train them. There's too much downtime. And he's like, Michael has been gone for about nine months. Let me bring him back. I don't have to train him. And that's what they did. And that turned into the next 10 years of my career was managing the service desk. I ended up taking a lot of what he was doing. And, and I, I ended up leading a team of 60 students across three to four different positions at certain time. I never had an employee for longer than three years because they're college students. right? And so I got really used to hiring and bringing people in, interviewing, training, coaching, mentoring, and shipping them out and preparing them for the real world. That was, that became my passion, but I never would have been able to do that if I didn't have a boss who didn't shy away every time I asked for more responsibility. Wow. <laughs> he enabled me to take those steps. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah. So I, I owe a lot to Bill and I, I love Bill. Every time I get to see Bill, it's like always a sit down and pick up right where we left off like old friends. And that's how you know when a boss is good. I, I have some bosses I never want to talk to again, <laughs> but, um, but I will happily, happily reach out to Bill whenever I need to. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you for recognizing both of those individuals. And you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but our last question is always, tell us about your first jobs. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about that. Well, and it's, it's funny because really my, my first, first job, what I actually recognized as my first job was working for my dad and I was doing um, data management at the insurance agency. So they needed to archive files. Um, so I was going through insurance files, old documents and cleaned out, I think two full storage units, just stacked floor to ceiling of papers, <laughs> bankers boxes and such. And I scanned them into a system, cataloged them and they kind of had a naming scheme. And eventually I was like, uh, this naming scheme makes more sense this way. Can I do the folders this way? And got into the folder structure in the organization um, which fit really kicked off my organizational mind and and kind of my procedural mind too, you know. Um, and then yeah, when I was when I was at a, when I was in in college and I got the job at the help desk and I thought it was kind of a different position and I was like I'm not an IT support person. I, I have a film degree. I have a degree in film studies. That's what I that's what I have a degree in. I, I love creative writing. I love film. I love speaking with people. And and I started in IT and it's like yeah I'm I, I I'm good at IT. I love IT. Um, but I'm passionate for people. And that was what kind of awoke that. So it, it's interesting where it's like, like bo both of those jobs in different ways set up 
what I tell people is when people are like, what are you passionate about? It's like, I'm passionate about people, process, communication, procedure. That's yeah. me. <laughs> that is great. And I like that you found your passion through some of those early jobs, because that is something that a lot of people lack. They, they haven't worked and they don't know where to find it. So Michael, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? Uh, so easiest way to find me is probably going to be on LinkedIn. I uh, know there's a lot of Michaels on there. So I am I'm Michael J. Mandeville. So it's, I think it's LinkedIn. What is it? Slash in, I believe is how they do the URL. Um, and then just um, Michael J. Mandeville, all one word. Um, and so LinkedIn, uh, I'm, I have a pretty, I'm out there presence, right? So my, my DJ uh, name is DJ Jem. That's Z-H-E-M because Z-H makes a J sound. So Jem like gemstone. So I have uh, um, facebook.com slash DJ Jem. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I have uh, my, my building Mandabilds because my last name is Mandeville. So my, my building page is Mandabilds. So M-A-N-D-E builds. And I have that handle both on Instagram and Facebook. So, um, and then I have MJZ photography, which is also on Facebook. So again, I really, depending on what you want, I can be found pretty much anyway. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. Well, thank you again. This is Sean Richards with the team engagement podcast where leaders of teams share their insights for more ideas on engagement, go to teamengagementpodcast.com and download our engagement booster tip sheet. Once again, teamengagementpodcast.com. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.